the Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show podcast, and I feel I feel really silly that there's something I learned. You know, it's one of those moments where you're like, how did I not know that? How did it not really register with me that this is the way that things were? And what I'm talking about is Jody's grandfather. We we visited with Jody's grandfather over the weekend, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, like many people who are in the, their late 80s, he'll be 90 years old. He has a lot of stories to tell, and I love that. Actually, I mean, I really i I know that as you know, as people get older, they repeat the same stories, yeah, and that's okay. okay. But this was the first time that I'd actually heard this story this way, and I guess because I grew up in the city, not in the country. He grew up in the 1930s. I grew up in the 1980s. He grew up in the country um, too, in the yeah, 30s. right. So um, I just never really thought of this. So he grew up right is the Depression. I guess he was born right at the start of the Great Depression. Yes, and so he grew up on a farm, mm-hmm. and literally. They only ate what they grew. Yeah, it wasn't like going. I mean, and 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 that's that's that was the start of it. It's like, oh wow, that's true. Because he started talking about how, you know, how you had you know the animals helping you plow the fields, but you had to also feed the animals so that they're you know they can they're workhorse animals. They're ones that you would eat, and they're crops that you raised for yourself, and there were crops that you raised for you know the animals, and then you raised to sell, right? And it's like. Wow, I mean, he, we are, well, we are, the world that we live in today is so. You just go to the grocery store, order online. Yeah, and it's I there. Even, I can't even picture that. And I knew that that was a very different time in America. But it just it really hit me that wow, that whole family, his his whole family, literally had to harvest everything that they ate. And so, what a difference his life! Like, what a difference it is today. From where he began, where the world is, could not be more different. Yeah. And he knows it. And my two favorite parts of that kind of story, and I've heard that before from him, and it's interesting. I don't know that I, I'm so sorry that you haven't heard it before, but two of my favorite parts of that story. Number one, when he starts to tell it, he always says this, and it's true. You, he said, you can't, they, nobody had any money. A lot of people didn't have anything. He says, but you can't starve a farmer. He said that we had plenty to eat. He said we always had plenty to eat. That may not have been the best stuff. And a lot of times there was no meat. They would eat vegetables. They would eat what they would grow. But he says, you can't starve a farmer. And so they always had plenty to eat. Mm -hmm. So when I tell you, when he goes into his kitchen, if he hasn't been to the store in a week, and you can't imagine that, he'll eat uh, cornbread soaked in milk. And he thinks that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he knows what it's like to really only eat little bits of what you have. Uh, so you can't starve a farmer. I love that line, and I've heard him say it before. The other part that he always winds up telling, and I love this too, Murph. He says, you know, we didn't have much. We would get all piled up into, a, uh, I don't know what you call that thing. Tractor. Wagon, I guess, and the mules would take them to, to see their uh, aunts and uncles. He said, we didn't have a lot but we had a close-knit family back then. The adults would hang around all night and visit on the porch, and we, the kids, would, we would just run around and have so much fun together. Yeah. And he always remembers that close-knit family of that. Like, they didn't have anything. He didn't have shoes a lot of times when he was a kid, but they had a close-knit family. And he looks back on that with a lot of love. Yeah. Well, he also, that's why he doesn't really want for anything, because he is, so many things in his life, he's either built himself, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, his or house. he just, or he doesn't need or, or or want. I mean, he's, that, I guess that lifestyle stuck with him for his entire life. Mm-hmm. But I, it's not that I haven't heard the story before that jumped out at me. It's that understanding the difference between city and country at that time. Because there were cars when he was, you know, mm-hmm. a, a kid. 
Um, you know, there were very vibrant cities with restaurants and hotels and all of that, but mm-hmm. they lived very far from any major yes. city at all. Yes. And so back in those days, there wasn't a Walmart down the street. <laughs> Not even the neighborhood Not even grocery like a version. general store down right. the street. Yeah. You know, right. nothing, none of that. Right. I mean, convenience store or, or anything that was close by. So, and, and, and of course now that's accessible everywhere. Most towns in our country even have mobile cell service now and internet service and, yeah. and things that literally were not accessible to people in the country back at that time and i just was i I don't know maybe it's just one of those moments of respect for somebody who's about to turn 90 years old and realizing what this man has actually seen in his life and he's got it in context he's he loves technology he's got his phone in his pocket and that's where he keeps it all the time his flip phone yeah how's he embraced that the technology he loves it because you think about his i guess his generation and they're the probably the ones that went from Nothing, Nothing electronic, yeah. To right. like, oh my God, slow down. Right. Um, he thinks it's really cool. He showed me once. He says, you know, when you call me, I see your name. I'm uh-huh. like, yeah. So that's a thing to him. Yeah. He's like, look, Jody, see, there you are, right there in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and he thinks that's super cool. And the other thing he says that I thought was cute is that he says sometimes, well, he turns it off when he goes to church. He turns it completely off when he does things like that. If he goes to visit with oh, a friend. So not just vibrate off. No. He, I guess that concept doesn't really. It's either yeah. on or off. And then he'll forget to turn it back on. So if you can't. He even said if you can't reach me sometimes. Sometimes I forget to turn it back on. Yeah. So he, and there aren't that many people. I mean the thing is almost 90 right. So if you're lucky enough to live that long. We're in the place where. I, I guess most senior citizens now are at least from the television generation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's they've pretty much had TV their entire life. You know, Jody's grandfather's generation only had radio at that time in, in the Great Depression. And so I think there's a lot to be learned from that. I guess I always respected that about my grandmother who passed away, you know, nine years ago, which is hard to believe, nine, eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she went from that same thing. N- none of that technology. They did have electricity in their first home, but that was about it. I mean, even She remembers as a kid not even having a radio initially. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she lived to be 97 years old, and she was the one who was surfing the web for her news every day. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just kind of cool. It's, I don't know that any future generations see that. We all get to see technological change. Yeah. Well, I mean, like us, I mean, we are really, we are a computer generation. You know what I mean? I know yeah. that it's become more common. Probably it wasn't around so much in our childhood, but we this had is classes. Not, this I is right. There's not, this is not new stuff to us. We are a computer, TV, radio. We had all that stuff. The only thing we didn't have was internet, internet. smartphones in high school. Right. And so, you know, I mean, we Thank would, you. Right. We can't imagine <laughs> a time period with things not being connected. Right. So, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm one of those that I've always, I'm always interested in any person who's got that life experience any senior citizen their stories and i found that as i get older i really enjoy sitting and soaking those things up you realize too that you're going to be you're not going to be that person per se but there are things now i find when i tell the kids and they're like really and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah that's what we had and it's not that long ago that that's what we had you know yeah we used to only have one tv really yeah and it was a big box it wasn't flat no, it wasn't. Or phone in the house that was connected to the wall. That's yeah. it. We went to an antique store, and Maddie picked up a phone. She goes, how do you use this? And it was a rotary dial. Right. And it just floored me. It's like, well, of course you don't know how to use it. You've never touched one. Of course but not. to me, it was second nature. Sure. Sure, Sam. So I, I actually have a pretty big background in this. Um, my, my parents are farmers. 
uh, oh, on, Chad. on both oh, sides. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. Um, Are they still active farmers today? Not anymore. Um, my my dad and my mom both grew up on farms, and it was mostly my grandparents that uh, really ran the farms. Um, my dad's from the Illinois area, yeah. and he's maybe about 10 years apart from your dad. Okay. Uh, my dad's older, and uh, I grew up every every holidays and summer, we would go up to the farms in Illinois so I would see what it was like. And uh, as a kid, I actually really wanted to be a farmer because I thought that that was super cool. Now, as I became older, I come to find out... Then you got a PlayStation and decided, yep, mm -mm." I found out that I'm just not that hardworking because that's, that's all... It's, all it was. It's very hard work. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. machinery and technology is help, but that machinery is expensive, too. And so if farming is your only source of income, it's pretty mm. expensive to maintain that. If you're lucky enough, I guess, to have the latest farm equipment. So did you, did you learn any of the basics while you were on the farm, like milking I, cows? I or? learned essentially what they did. I learned that my dad grew, you know, grew up uh, waking up at dawn every morning and helping take care of the animals, um, you know, the cats and the dogs, and then, of course, the livestock. Uh, yeah. They were really well-known for pigs. Okay. Um, also had cows um, and lots of crops. Uh, so I myself didn't really get raised up uh, learning how to farm or how to take care of it. I think they kind of knew or I kind of knew that that wasn't the direction my life was going. Yeah. Even right. though if, if I had committed to it, I maybe that could have been. But as I got older, I found out, like, no, you know, I'm I'm a city slicker. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a country kid. I no. know what you mean. So do, do your parents, is there anything that they pulled from those farm days that they still, you see them do around the house today? Absolutely. What kind um, of things? My mom and my dad are both home decorators. They love HGTV and yeah. just about anything that you can imagine on their house they've done. They do it themselves. Um, yes. Uh, right. Crown molding, floor molding, painting. Yeah. Um, if they've got to repair something, you know, we'll, they'll get professionals to do things like if the air conditioner breaks down, it's just like, well, they have sure. a general concept of what, what to do there, but they'll hire a professional for stuff like that. Right. But you'd be amazed about like plumbing, all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, if they can't do it, they'll call somebody. But there's a lot yeah. of stuff that they've done that you wouldn't expect most people to take care yeah. of themselves. See, Jody's grandfather was was telling us about that yesterday, too, because the house that he lives in, he built. Yeah, I mean, with his own two hands, he built this house. And he was talking about how he constructed the rafters for the roof out in this parking lot. And he measured it up perfectly and got it ready to move in place after it was done. And then Jody's, grandma, uh, Jody's grandmother would help him. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what he explained to you yesterday? They yes. called that a dead man, which dead is really man. just a, I guess, a post with a flat piece of plywood on the top so that you could raise sheetrock into place and then wow. nail it in to create the mm. ceiling. And she would help him with that. But mm. yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that, I mean, I certainly went through my do-it-yourself phase, but it's not <laughs> like that DNA thing, like the not first the thought same. is, I'm going to do this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want me hanging sheetrock anyway. And I'm going to tell you a little something sweet about that house that he built that we were sitting, we were sitting uh, under that roof visiting with him the other day. Mm-hmm. I have vivid memories. I was probably about 10 when they were building that. And my uncle Terry and my dad and my other uncles were all up on top of that roof doing that roof with along him. with them. So mm-hmm. it was a family effort. I was a kid mm-hmm. running around. They're telling me, watch out for nails. Watch out for this. Stop being crazy. But they were, it was all, in other words, Papa built it himself. It was all his plan. Yeah. Yes. But everyone helped. It was a family affair. It was a family affair. So that's a lovely thing, too. You know, that was a lovely yeah. thing, too. Yeah. I mean, and I think that there's something about 
learning those kind of fundamentals, though, that they apply in so many different places in life that if you actually never stop to learn, even if you can't do it proficiently yourself, you at least need to learn the basic tools involved so that you understand, what am I trying to say, like architecture and, you know, angles and engineering basics so that you don't hurt yourself or so that you know or so that you know how to you know get something for the right price or whatever that's a it's almost something that that is a lost art i know that that is really that generation but that is actually the reason i think it jumped out to me jody because i went i when i took that restroom break where jody heard the other awesome story about the swedes um I just walked in and I noticed all the things that he had hand built and put back together. And he said to replace this house already because it was damaged in flood. And um, he, um, it's it's functional. It's not fancy, and that's fine with him. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? It, it's totally. it, it's it's all he needs, and that's what really jumped out at me. It's like wow, we are in such not a superficial world, but. I guess we are a superficial. Yeah, well, today, I saw right? it on house.com. Right. I want mine to, 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 to that look We have like to this. be things to be a certain way, and all he needs it to be is the way that it's functional. Yeah, you know, just the roof over his head and a bed to lay down. Right, yes. and I just I admired that. So he's I, and actually he, he's really happy. Yeah, something so, to be taken away from that too is that he's happy. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that. Missed any part of the show? Get it all at murphysamandjody.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com.